0: To the Path of Revelation podcast, I'm your host Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. I'm super super excited. I have my lovely wife, my best friend, with me on the show today. I know it's a surprise for you guys because I didn't tell you that she was gonna be on the show on, on today's show, um, but I did tell you guys she was gonna be on, so I'm super excited because. Um, I've been getting requests from you guys. When is when is your wife go be on? It's like y'all y'all getting tired of me now. So my lovely wife Erica Parker is on. Erica, say hi to the people.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: <laughs> so 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 I'm super excited um, to have her on today. is gonna be a, a great show. We're gonna be talking about coping with stress and sadness. Listen, I know many of us are on lockdown, many of us are on quarantine. Um, Just here in Detroit, we've been quarantined for what? What has it been, like two months? It
1: was like it,
0: yeah. About two months, okay. And so we've been on lockdown for like two months, it's been crazy, Um, and, and I just praise God for a wife that puts up with my mess. And, and, no. <laughs> and, and all of that all of that stuff but um, we're going to talk about it because I know many people are dealing with stress and sadness you know whenever I hop on my timeline I see people are losing loved ones uh, literally have loved ones fighting for their lives and and many of us don't know if we're going to have a job when, when this thing kind of blows over and, and really, honestly, we don't know if we'll ever go back to normal. I don't I don't think we will. And so I want to I want to talk today and really just bounce off my wife's um, brain <laughs> and get some of her her thoughts. I wanna get, want to get want you guys to be able to hear from her um, for the people that don't know what you do for a living, honey. What could you explain your occupation to everyone?
1: hey uh so I am a licensed therapist I have a master's in psychology so um yeah I see clients I do what people call counseling or therapy so yes
0: yeah and, and it's like every day um, it's crazy because we we are we're both we've been working from home Uh, For the most part, the reason why I say the most part, because a lot of times she still has to go into work. You know, she's considered a essential worker uh, because she works in the mental health field. You know, and usually in times like this, people's issues or or challenges are usually magnified. Right. Um, And so, you know, the times that she has worked from home, it's like she's not even here because she's still meeting With clients and having meetings and everything so we just I'm just grateful to have you on today and so so how how has things I guess the first thing I'll ask you sweetheart because I could I could speak from my perspective but how has things been different for you since the uh, quarantine and everything and how have you personally been been dealing with the change and transition with life you know this has been a major Life change for us, you know, mm-hmm. the, our our boys are out of school now, mm-hmm. um, they're home every day um, and, and things of that nature, but you still have to work. So how has been how has adjusting to things been been for you?
1: OK, so. Well, first, I want to say you've been doing a great job keeping the kids and trying to juggle work. My Lord. You've been so supportive, so I really, really appreciate you. (laughs) And I'm not just saying that, but you really have been supportive. So I couldn't do what I do without you, so I appreciate you.
0: Likewise. um,
1: So first, I'll say it's a blessing to have the kids home. I know my husband, Gabe, he's been doing a lot of the rearing during this time because i still see (laughs) because i still see clients through telehealth many of you may have heard of that but it's basically either video conferencing or phone calls because we're trying to limit interactions with clients not to expose them you know also not to expose the therapist to the virus so it's kind of like a a two-way street and so with that being said, that's a big adjustment because we're not seeing clients face to face as often, you know, but we're doing a lot of telehealth or telemedicine. And so, um, honestly, it's been a blessing because if it weren't for telemedicine or telehealth, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be able to receive services. And wow. so, you know, it's like a, a awesome thing that a lot of therapists, you know, we're just learning it for the first time. Right. And, you know. A lot of people think that it's scary or that they, you know, they have to see their their therapist face to face. But really, once you get over that hump, you know, it's really an innovative way to provide services. And a lot of clients like it. Once they try it that first time, right. they end up really appreciating the service. And likewise, the therapist as well.
0: No, that's that's great. And, and this is crazy because this has been like, a, like none of us saw this coming. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, I just yeah. think about it like just seems like just yesterday well technically just a month and a half ago or two months ago we were just celebrating your birthday mm-hmm. like we was just yeah. in the mall you know going to the movies and you know right. we we had other things planned and then out of nowhere boom this just hits and, and I've been telling people you know we're going to get into I want to get into coping strategies with with, with stress and sadness and and things of that nature. But I just want to kind of tell how we've been working through this stuff as well, because I believe that will help people out as well. But I I really thank God for you. And I, I, and I was telling everybody, I thank God for you because you were on it before, before the virus even touched down in Michigan. You know, I was telling you guys, my wife, Had just been keeping up with the with the news, and she was like, "This might come here." And like two weeks before, everybody flooded the grocery stores and stuff. She was coming out of the grocery store with baskets full of toilet paper and paper towel and masks and gloves. And I'm like, "Man, you overdoing it." (laughs) But you know, but but she was on it, and I thank God for her because there's been a few times when. When I just missed it, like, you know, God laid some stuff on her heart and she was prepared. She was like, let's do it. And it ended up most definitely being a God thing. So we got out ahead. We were um, blessed to be able to get out ahead of this thing before the chaos in the grocery stores and everything. But what I really want to deal with is there are many people dealing with stress and 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 sadness whether it's from losing loved ones losing jobs uh money is funny you know mm-hmm. uncertainty um and 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 listen many people were dealing with stress and even sadness even before this right you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and so it's like now that we're quarantined mm-hmm. it's like, A lot of these thoughts and emotions are magnified. You know, people are fearful. People don't know what to expect. And so from 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 what I want to do is I want to talk about from a natural standpoint, but also from a spiritual standpoint, what are some coping strategies when it comes to dealing with stress and sadness? And so what would you say are some are some strategies um to dealing with you know stress or or sadness i'm not sure which route you want to go first but
1: <laughs> wow honey no, just, <laughs> that was that was a mouthful no <laughs> so first i'll say this everybody is different you know so i don't want to diagnose anybody or talk about specific symptoms of depression right. or anxiety that's why we're saying stress and sadness because i'm trying not to you know i don't want to diagnose anybody. Um, but I'll say this, if anybody's having thoughts of suicide, I highly recommend you go, you call 911. Like if you're like um thinking you're going to harm yourself, you're feeling unsafe, call 911, go to the nearest emergency room. So I want to start with that. Um, but stress and sadness um, you know, it's all about functioning. So if you feel like, "Hey, I can't function." You know, um you might want to consider seeing a therapist. You know, and try to get guidance and that's where they will, you know, figure out how the proper treatment plan for you. But just on a surface level, as far as um, stress and sadness, you know, you want to find out what are your triggers. So, you know, loneliness might be a trigger for somebody that's dealing with the sadness. You know, a lot of people might be lonely, you know, married and single people might feel lonely, Trauma can be a trigger, you know. Somebody has dealt with some form of trauma, and you know, you're not going to work, you're not busy. Some people aren't going to work, you know, but a lot of people they might be laid off, um, and so or you know, their job might temporarily be on hold, and so a lot of people they're just kind of what people say stuck in their head. So, you're thinking about the trauma, you're thinking about these. Thoughts, you know, whether it's negative past experiences, you know, you might be reevaluating your relationships. So, a lot of, um, you know, negative thoughts can be a trigger for some people. Uh, also, the fear of the unknown. So, if you're thinking, Am I going to have a job or am I going to have this boyfriend, this girlfriend once the quarantine is over? You know, so you might have all these thoughts that are coming to your head that can be a trigger for stress, you know, just kind of having those racing thoughts. Um, So, yeah, I want to say so that's one thing that you want to start with is what are my triggers?
0: Wow. So really just identifying the root of where um, the stress or sadness starts from and then starting there, because Mm -hmm. I think I think what you're talking about is is so important. Of course, you're the expert in this area, but I think it's so important because so many times we try to deal with symptoms without addressing the root Mm -hmm. or the cause. And so if we can identify the cause or the trigger, um, I think that's a start, right?
1: Yes. And I'll say this, like a lot of people may not know their triggers or they may not know how to deal with their triggers. And so, you know, in that case, I would recommend a therapist at least to kind of you know, someone that can help you through this situation, because even though um, the quarantine is probably going to be over within the next three to four weeks, you know, some people still might be dealing with some things, the residuals of the quarantine or even some things they were dealing with before the quarantine that they're really is coming to a head. And so I highly recommend it people see a therapist if they feel like they can't handle things on their own or if they're not sure if they can handle it on their own.
0: And and listen, I know sometimes there can be a negative stigma around Christians seeing a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. Like what like why why do you think that's the case? Like Christians having a negative stigma around seeing a therapist? Is it like a thing of, oh, you you should just have faith and trust in God or or, or, but, but what, what, what is it?
1: Yeah, you know what? I think they're. I think the stigma is slowly going away because I'm starting to see that people are becoming more educated and they're understanding, Hey, if I need to go to the doctor to get my blood pressure regulated, then I need to go to the doctor to get my emotions and my mood regulated. And so they're very much, uh, similar, You know, so you don't want to try to say, oh, you know, God can deliver people now. Don't get me wrong. But same thing with, you know, sometimes he uses people like he uses the doctor. He gives
0: doctors wisdom. Right. So if you have
1: cancer, you know, God has healed people from cancer. And then, you know, he also chooses to use doctors to help people to make different decisions or to have different treatments to help them. And it's the same thing with the therapist. So if you're dealing with depression and anxiety, you know, it's, it's not going away. You, it's not managed. You know, there's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist to help you uh, with your different um, your different symptoms that you're having.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think that's important because I think sometimes we can over-spiritualize things. That Mm -hmm. that we forget that God doesn't just work in the supernatural, but he works in the natural. He gives us natural resources, um, natural resources and things to help us deal with life.
1: Right. And I'll say um, I know a lot of people feel that seeing a therapist or they used to feel that seeing a therapist is a sign of weakness or kind of like what you said earlier. You know, I can deal with it on my own. I don't need a therapist, you know, but I think that there the stigma is going away. And I'll say this. When my father passed away, I was about 10 years old. And I thank God for my mom because she took my brother and I to see a therapist, and I remember that that was a long. I'm not gonna say how long ago that was. I'm not gonna age myself, but <laughs> <laughs> she took us to see a therapist, and I'm like, hmm, I didn't put two and two together. But looking back, you know, even amongst the African American culture, a lot of people do see therapists. But you know, we do just from experience and talking to different friends. You know, some people may not understand the need to see a therapist, but I do have people that, that are in my life that do see therapists and, you know, they say that they benefit from it. So I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And, and we know people who are Christians who love God, who are, who, who are strong in their faith, but they also realize, and I think this is important for us to realize because you, you just said something important. Um, and I want to speak to that point in this life we're not meant to go through life without the help of others. Like Mm -hmm. we need people in our lives who can keep us on track and steer us in the right direction. I actually think it's a sign of weakness when you push away help. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a sign of strength when you gravitate to help. Because here's the thing, sometimes I feel like we think, we think that we don't need help. And really, I think that's just a, a, um, a form of pride in a sense, you know, um, mm-hmm. oh, I don't need help. But really, the Bible describes pride as a weakness and humility is what opens you up to becoming strong it's, mm-hmm. it's you acknowledging your weaknesses and pride is really a sense of you being in denial about about the areas where you need help. Mm -hmm. And so I think really as Christians, um, get kind of getting into the spiritual coping strategies. And then I want to get into the natural coping strategies. Um, one of the scriptures that, that I was looking at is first Peter chapter five, verse seven, where it says, casting all of your anxieties on him Mm -hmm. because he cares for you. Mm -hmm. What are some ways that we can cast our anxieties on him?
1: Yeah, now that's now just from a spiritual standpoint, I can just speak for myself. You know, I've dealt with anxiety or stress, you know, Um, and I would say uh, this might sound like a cliche, but just really the basics have helped me. Prayer, you know, praying, asking God to help me, Uh, you know, it's. It's for me. It's better when I pray when I'm not dealing with stressors. That way, when the stressors come, I don't feel, um, you know, it's not as much of a struggle for me personally. That's good. So if I feel like if it's been a while since I prayed, and here comes, you know, this mountain,
0: you're kind of not ready. You
1: know, but I feel like when, um, you know, if I've maintained my prayer life, you know, even though it's the same difficulty that comes my way, I just feel like I, I'm not. Uh, underwater as much
0: that's so good you know and I've used this analogy before we have to start playing offense when it comes Mm. to our spirituality and what I mean by that um, I often use the analogy of for you guys who have ever played sports out there or some type of form of of activity whether it be dance football basketball well you have practice you have training before mm-hmm. the big day or before game day mm-hmm. um, and, and so in life we're always gonna we're gonna have stuff coming our way we're gonna have challenges trials tribulations that come our way and one of the things that I always encourage people to do and encourage myself to do is don't wait for the stress and the trials to come to start praying and seeking God's right. face. Be proactive in the morning. Give God the best part of your day. The first mm-hmm. thing you do when, when you wake up in the morning, man, it shouldn't be to hop on Facebook or social media. It mm-hmm. should be to drop to your knees and say, God, I thank you. God, I worship you. Right. Um, getting in the word of God, because here, here's the thing. It's, it's just like a natural diet in a situation, in, um, In a sense, where Mm -hmm. if you're trying to lose weight or put on muscle, you're not going to just be sitting on the couch eating Twinkies and stuff like I've been doing during this (laughs) quarantine. Um, But you're going to be proactive in watching your diet. You're going to be proactive in exercising. And it's the same way with our spirituality. We have Mm -hmm. to um, discipline ourselves to put in. The Bible says you reap what you sow. If you Mm -hmm. sow into the spirit things, you'll reap of the spirit. But if you mm-hmm. sow into the flesh, you'll reap corruption. And so we we have to be proactive in those things as well.
1: Right. No, that's true. And I'll say this. There have been times where I feel like, hey, my prayer life wasn't where it should be. And God still helped me through the situation. It just was probably a condemnation on my part yeah. that made me feel like, oh, like I just felt so heavy you know, going to God for this thing, but God still, but it's like, God still will help me every time.
0: Yeah. 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 You don't see, that's another things, you know, I'm so glad you said that because sometimes our worst enemy isn't the devil, but it's ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, so many times we get in our own way, you know, and, and, and a lot of times I think that we confuse condemnation uh, for conviction.
1: Right. Um, And, yeah, there's, wanna...
0: a, and there's a difference.
1: Yeah. I, you know what I've learned? God has shown me the difference because condemnation, there's this heaviness, there's this guilt, there's yes. this, you know, uphill battle.
0: That's not conviction. But,
1: right. But with conviction, like even if the Lord rebukes me or something, it's always out of love. It's always a sweetness to it. And though it's a correction, it may be uncomfortable. It's not painful. I mean, I, I don't know. I might be Man, I don't know. I'm not going to say it doesn't feel uncomfortable to my flesh, but there's this loving kindness to it. I can't explain it, but it's, it's a lightness when God comes to you and corrects you. Yeah. You don't with, yeah. with, with
0: conviction, you don't feel guilty praying.
1: Right. With yeah. condemnation, yeah.
0: Yeah. you feel guilty and in, in, in even approaching God. It's a sense of, Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm not worthy to approach him. But our Bible says We were we're blood bought. Mm -hmm. And so it's not of our righteousness anyway. Even on our best day, the Bible says our righteousness is but filthy rags. And so the only reason we can come boldly as uh, Hebrews 4 and 15 says we come boldly before the throne of grace. The only reason we could come boldly is because we were bought with a price. Mm-hmm. His blood. We're not coming with our own righteousness. We're coming with the righteousness of Christ. And right. so and so I think we have to move with that confidence. Um, another scripture that really helps me get out of my own way is in 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. It says, if your heart condemns you. Mm-hmm. God is greater than your heart. Mm -hmm. And so we're not supposed to even trust in our own emotions. We're supposed to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not lean to our own understanding. And so I've just been learning. It's a process of getting out of our own way.
1: Right. And also, I want to talk about fear for a minute, which, um, you know, I dealt with fear for several years and, you know, that's one thing that, that I, God really helped me to overcome, but it it took some work on my part, I have to say. And, you know, like God is not giving me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Like I would quote that in college every day. It would several times a day, maybe even 50 times a day, because I would have thoughts of fear. You know, but then I would just keep saying it or casting down. So rehearsing
0: the word constantly. Yes,
1: yes. And it it wasn't out of just vain repetition. But I was really, you know, I I was really saying it because I believe it and I still believe it to this day. And I don't struggle with fear anymore. But, um, you know, casting down imaginations, every high thing is also against itself against the knowledge of God, you know, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Like yeah. those two scriptures really helped me through. So, you know, if God, if anybody that's dealing with fear, you know, God can deliver you from that. I'm a witness.
0: And listen, yeah. that's w- w- what you're saying is so good because the word of God talks about faith comes by hearing. Mm-hmm. And hearing by the word of God, we rehearse so many things throughout the day. Mm-hmm. We rehearse so many negative thoughts, whether it's what we're seeing on social media, whether mm-hmm. it be a movie we watched or something. Sometimes we don't realize how much negativity we actually dwell on, and yeah. and, and and I'm reminded of the importance of when when you just said rehearsing the word over and over again. And -hmm. it just brings to mind the scripture Philippians chapter four, verse eight, Mm -hmm. where it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, Mm -hmm. whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. Mm -hmm. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things Mm -hmm. and so the bible is constantly giving us instructions on what to think and how to be proactive in dealing with negative thoughts dealing with stress dealing with sadness how we can cast our cares on him and all of Mm -hmm. these things that you're talking about honey that we're talking about it's a part of us exercising our faith the bible says faith without works it's
1: dead. Right. And even just going back to, that's so true, honey. And even just going back to uh, fear, you know, that was some th- consecration or fasting, as some people know it, uh, just not eating or, you know, just different ways. Giving to, God
0: your time. Right.
1: Giving God your time. Giving
0: food plate.
1: Yes. And, and mm-hmm. replacing that time with prayer or reading the word. I'll just say that personally helped me to overcome some things that I dealt with in my life. And so there are things that I used to deal with it. I have have not done, dealt with in several years, you know, because I tried to. You know, some people don't may not understand fasting and consecrating, so you might want to say that for another
0: another day. <laughs> no, I've ta- I've but, talked about uh, it. <laughs>
1: yeah. so you know, definitely, I'll say that has helped me with a lot of things that I dealt with personally.
0: No, that's awesome, yeah. and so really, these are are spiritual foundational things that we can be proactive in immediately and put in place immediately. But also there are some natural coping, coping strategies as well. Honey, you want, you want to talk about what are some natural um, coping strategies?
1: So, yes. So um, I, I'm not going to go through all of them because there are so many and everybody (laughs) is so different and it really can be tailored to each individual person. But um, as far as self-care, that's a big uh, coping strategy, something that someone can do right away. And I know we can't go out and go to the movies or do things we like to do in public that might help us to feel better. So I'll just talk about some things that people can do maybe around the house.
0: But we can also Uh, take walks.
1: We can take walks, yes. I know some people when they're dealing with stress, if they go for a walk, Or just get out the house, like you said, get out the house, get some fresh air. That can help someone's mood right away. And like I said, everybody is different and you would want to have it tailored to you specifically. But these are some things that uh, I know have helped other people that I've talked with. So, uh, like we said, going for a walk, drinking coffee or tea. You know, it might seem simple, but something as small as that can just kind of help you to soothe yourself. Uh, taking a bubble bath, taking a shower, you know, um, different things like that.
0: What about video games? (laughs) Video (laughs) games,
1: yes. (laughs) I've heard people say that video games help with their stress. You know, coloring books, and these might seem so small and like, oh, really? But, um, you know, I know a therapist, if you really feel like, hey, I I need to have a little more, you know, like I said, a therapist can really help you sit down and, you know, plan goals and a treatment plan for you. You know, I don't know if I said this, but coloring books, some people use adult coloring books. You know, when we're able to go and get our nails or hair done, you know, these things might seem superficial, but it's all about self-care, self-love. You know, a lot of people feel better when they look better, you know, and we would think, hey, that's superficial, but no, it actually can have a positive effect on one's mood.
0: Right, and you know, like for me, I like, to play the video game. I like to work on music. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to get, you know, creative and and create things, Mm -hmm. you know, as a coping strategy. And here's the thing about it. God, I believe God gets glory out of both.
1: Mm -hmm. See,
0: see, God isn't just limited to the spiritual, but he created what we see. He Mm -hmm. created nature, you know? So if I'm taking a walk and and beholding his beauty, looking Mm -hmm. at the trees and the sky, those are natural, practical ways that may work for someone Mm -hmm. and and it glorifies God. We just, we have to recognize it. There's nothing that's made that wasn't made by him and for his glory.
1: Right, and some people, cleaning, I know that sounds crazy. Some people might say, ugh, but cleaning (laughs) might help somebody's mood. That doesn't help my mood. No, (laughs) Uh, it helps my mood when you clean, honey. Oh, my gosh, wow. I'm sure it does. (laughs) I can just sit back. No, I'm just kidding. But Cleaning helps some people's mood. Organizing, you know, writing. Some people might want to write a story or journaling. You know, something as simple as that have helped a lot of people's moods. Uh, There are so many other things, Skyping a friend or doing FaceTime or anything like that, Uh, talking to a friend or a loved one, writing a letter, you know, even though it's kind of old fashioned, but writing a letter could be soothing for someone. Uh, I know some people that have picked up knitting and crocheting. So, you know, these are just kind of some things that people can do as far as natural coping strategies. You know, people might also want to do deep breathing or and th- those are things that if you need help, a therapist could help you. And I'm not trying to push therapy on people, but I'm just saying for people that might need more assistance, you know, that's something that a therapist could help with is, um, you know, deep breathing or meditation. You know, there some people might want to listen to inspirational music, you know, so. Yes, that's
0: what I want to say. Yeah, too, too uh, something else I want to ask you about, too, because I know we talk about um, one of the things that you mentioned, calling friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say for the people who may not have the most positive influences in their life? You know, they mm-hmm. might have people that they consider friends, but those people actually strengthen their stress and their sadness by negative mm-hmm. um Influence.
1: Okay, that's an excellent question, and you know that's something that I you know share with a lot of my clients, looking at healthy versus unhealthy relationships, and I think it starts with us being honest with ourselves. I have dealt with unhealthy relationships before, and it's not easy to let those people go, especially if that's all you have around you. But if you feel like, hey, this person is you know, when I leave their presence, I'm feeling worse. I'm feeling down. I'm feeling worthless. You know, that's something to consider. Maybe that's not the best influence for you if you're feeling worse after you talk to them. You know, so you do want to try to surround yourself with people that are positive influences.
0: Yeah. And I know for me, like I it's been times where I've had negative influences And just for me, what has worked, I actually prayed to God, like, give me positive influences. Mm -hmm. Send the right people in my life that are going to help me um, become stronger and become who you want me to be.
1: Yes, I want to add on to that. I totally agree because, um, you know, when I first started uh, going to church, like you said, I prayed ask God to send the right people and oh my goodness I couldn't ask for better friends I couldn't ask for you know just it's been amazing God will answer that prayer so you might have a season of transition like I know I did where um it's like oh man I don't have anybody that understands me but I'm telling you God answered that prayer he sent more than I could ever ask for of sisters and friends Like who, and of course you, honey, (laughs) but no, but, um, even as a single, (laughs) (laughs) but no, even as a single, like I was single for several, like for a long time before you came along. And so just, uh, female friends that God just blessed me with and sisters to just really, um, help me and bless my life.
0: Listen, I want to refer back to a scripture where it says he cast all your cares on the Lord Mm
1: -hmm. for he
0: cares for you. The Bible also says that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And so listen, one of the things that I love about the scripture in uh, Proverbs chapter three, verse five through six, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding, Mm -hmm. but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your Mm -hmm. paths. There's been so many times in my life. I don't understand what's going on. God, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I'm giving it to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm trusting that you have my best interests at heart. I'm trusting that you know better than I know. Mm -hmm. And when I gave it to God, it always turned out for my good. And, and always turned out for my benefit and my growth, even if there was right. some growing pains in the midst of that. And so I want to encourage you guys, give it to God. Mm-hmm. Take what all of these things that um, my wife and, and myself is sharing and and, and just, t- just give it all to God.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that's not always easy, but I'll say this. Um, you know, even going to a Bible Preaching or Bible believing church is it can really um, make a big difference in a lot of people's lives. It has in my life personally. And then I, you know, either I prayed and uh, read the Bible myself, but also. My pastor might say something that really speaks to me. And I've I've felt many Sundays where God gave me peace.
0: And that, that yeah. goes back to that's so good because that goes back to when we were saying or when I was saying that we're not meant to do this thing called life on our own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not how God designed it. There are certain things that you're not that that you're not going to get in isolation. There's mm-hmm. certain things that you're gonna have to rely on others to get because God designed it that way. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't pursue pursue, pursue and mm-hmm. cultivate a personal walk in relationship with God. But in that personal relationship and pursuit of God, um, that is not meant to be apart from fellowship with right. Bible believing believers.
1: Right. And I want to say this one scripture, too, that comes to mind, Um, Isaiah 26 and 3. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so a lot of these scriptures we might have heard growing up, you know, but if you really think about the words, they have so much meaning, you know. And it really, when I think on the goodness of the Lord, when I think about the Lord, I mean, it really, it really translate into real life.
0: Yeah. And, and that's that's so good, you know, keeping our mind on the Lord and, and really listen. I pray that you guys were blessed by something that myself or my wife has shared today. and And listen, if you need to go back and listen to this, go back and listen to it. You know, Erica, my wife, was dropping a lot of nuggets on not just spiritual things, but practical things that we can put into practice right now, that will help us mm-hmm. not just even during this, this difficult time in quarantine, but in life in general. Listen, I pray that you guys um, grow strong in the Lord. And listen, I want you guys to visit path of um, Leave your prayer requests. leave your prayer requests, whatever it may be. We want to pray for you. Um, If you have suggestions for future shows or anything like that, you can leave it there as well. Listen. um, Also, if you want to donate, you can um, cash out Gabriel T Parker or Pat um, PayPal path of revelation now at gmail.com. But listen, I want to thank you guys for taking time to listen Make sure you share this with somebody. And listen, I'm honey, we got to have you on again. <laughs> we got to have
1: thank you Thank
0: you for having me. No, we we, we most definitely got to have you on again. But listen, guys, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Path of Revelation podcast, and this is where the culture meets scripture.